Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is your Cup of Joe podcast. I am your host, Joe, Joseph Moore. Um, it's a podcast where we interview extraordinary people. I put emphasis on the extra, but these are people that are in everyday walk of life. Where we're talking about different subjects uh, as we would at the coffee shop. We're not at the barber shop, um, but Luigi at our coffee shop with our virtual uh, coffee or our virtual tea. If you will, I do herbal tea. I don't necessarily do coffee. I try. I tried it. It didn't work for me. Uh, but um, today's guest. Uh, well, first of all, today's topic is loyal to a fault, managing expectations in different relationships. And for today's guest, I have a good friend of mine. It's uh, my wife's line sister in uh, Delta Sigma Theta. Uh, sorority incorporated i hope i got that right did <laughs> oh, good deal good deal because i know my wife would uh get me uh but this morning we're uh talking to miss gabrielle williams now miss gabrielle williams is a licensed licensed marriage and family uh therapist uh let me pause to say i said this in the other show forgive you all i'm from mississippi i'm a country boy so please forgive my little accent and my words and everything like that but i have miss gabrielle williams and uh we're gonna give her a hand as she introduces herself miss gabrielle hello hello everybody i'm so excited to be here a cup of joe with joe and yes i am a licensed marriage and family therapist um, pretty much, I provide counseling services for different groups of people. That can be individuals, couples, families, doesn't even matter. Um, in addition to that, I also work closely with different universities, providing supervision for their um, therapist in training. So I love what I do. I'm really glad to be here and talk about loyalty to a fault. Can't wait. And man, that is awesome. And as you see, you see, I, the guests that I'm choosing, I, I you know, uh, so awesome uh, she, she read her resume. I was like, wow, this is going to be an awesome uh, conversation because I wanted, although I knew some people uh, that could talk about it from a counseling or uh, a spiritual counseling aspect, because I'm heavy in the religious scene uh, as far as church, I, I wanted it from a professional uh, standpoint. But we have I have the best of both worlds uh, because I don't know if she wants me to tell y'all this, but I'm going to tell y'all anyway. She's a pastor's wife, so she's in ministry as well. So we get the best of both worlds. She knows how to flow it, and I've seen her flow. So she's going to give us some great sound uh, counsel and advice, if you will. Uh, so I'm ready to get started. How about you, Ms. Williams? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, so here's uh, the first question I have for you. So I had this thought about loyal to a fault. I was sitting on my couch and I was thinking about, uh, are we loyal sometimes to uh, that fault part? Are we loyal, uh, but loyal with our expectations? You know, uh, is, it, is it a good thing to be loyal to a fault? And, or is that a bad thing? So from your professional spirit, from your standpoint, yeah. uh, how do you define, let's just start with loyalty. How do you define loyalty? Yeah, I have a couple of ways that I view it, but the essence of loyalty is really a choice when you honor relationships with integrity and consistency. And so I'll mm -hmm. say that again, loyalty is a choice 
with that you make by honoring your relationships with integrity and consistency. To me, loyalty speaks a lot about the heart and soul of a person, and it reveals itself by your character. And of course, that's something that you have to take time to get to know. But if a person's character is devoid of certain qualities, their loyalty will be questionable at best, right? Mm. And so when you mentioned like loyalty to a fault, is that a bad thing? I'm going to go ahead and be simple with it. Yeah, it is. You don't want to be loyal to a fault because as we're going to talk about later, I'm sure, what does a fault mean, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. loyal to something to a fault, that's to an unsatisfactory degree. Like it's not a good thing to do something in excess, which we even can go spiritual with that, right? Like when you do certain things, you don't do it in excess. And the same thing goes with loyalty, in my opinion. Wow, that is awesome. Two things I, I pulled from that. I'm a, uh, first, what was your de- definition of, uh, of loyalty? I heard integrity. What was it again? Yeah. So I have to catch that. Sure. Loyalty is the choice to honor your relationships with integrity and consistency. With integrity and consistency. So, uh, Wow, I, I'm just I just wanted you to repeat that. That was that was <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. But so what I heard, and maybe you correct me as well, is is loyal to a fault may mean that we're only we're not necessarily loyal to the person uh uh with integrity and consistency, but maybe more so being a little selfish. What mm-hmm. how we you know we're loyal as long as we can get something out of it. That's not loyalty. <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, you could go from both directions with that. I think you have some people who will only be loyal as long as it best serves them, which that's not true loyalty. And then you have some people who will be so loyal that even if it's damaging to them, their moral or their spiritual Mm. integrity, they'll remain loyal anyway. So I think it goes both directions. That leads into the next question. You said uh, being loyal loyal until it's damaging uh, to them. So my next question was, uh, when do you know that you have hit, is there a loyalty limit mm. first? And then when do you know if you've hit that, I guess, loyalty limit? Yeah. 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 A lot of it has to do with you being aware of your own boundaries and what your own convictions are. Because if me remaining loyal to someone causes me to dishonor, maybe the commitment that I've made or the standard that I uphold, then my loyalty has met its limit because the limit should never be in excess to the point where I have to disagree or dishonor with what I've committed myself to. Mm. And so loyalty to someone or something should not make you disloyal to yourself because how can you honor someone while dishonoring yourself simultaneously? It doesn't work. And so that loyalty limit really lies in how far can I go remain in integrity, remain in consistency, but not dishonor myself and what my personal convictions are. Okay, so uh, you said about that integrity and and convictions and yeah and all of that. So is uh, because some some people will see if you're not being dishonest for them. Please help me if I'm, mm. if I'm in the vein. Uh, then you're not being loyal. So yeah, you know you're stealing. I'm just using a uh, you're stealing something and you mm-hmm. want someone to cover for you. Uh, yeah. So is that Am I disloyal if I say, hey, I'm not going to be a party to this or, you know, you're breaking the law and it's, you know, it's for both of our good that I report it or something like that. Exactly. Right, right. (laughs) No, yeah, you're you're dead on it because loyalty does not mean that I disregard 
because it meant that word again is integrity, right? Integrity right. means that I'm doing things that are up to a certain standard that I'm being, a, you know, whether it's a legally abiding citizen or if I'm spiritual, that I'm honoring my commitment to God. And so mm-hmm. if my loyalty to you has to be deceptive in some way, that's not loyalty. Loyalty is done out of pure intention of the heart. Mm-hmm. So the moment we introduce deception into that, that's no longer loyalty. That's just lying. That's just manipulation, right? Ooh. And I think we get caught up that, oh, well, you should be loyal to me. Instead, what you want to do is you want to use me. You want to manipulate me for your gain. And that's not what loyalty is. That is not loyal. Wow. That, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so good because it is it's things that we know, but yeah. uh, to hear it so we can put it in in practice, because I think a lot of people have that uh that that loyalty thing uh mixed up and it's mm-hmm. more it's more manipulation yeah and uh, this could help uh with business relationships this will help with friendships uh family and, and your thing marriages family and marriages of course uh, because uh you know it it's it's like we're putting both of our both of our lives and both of our uh uh, our reputations at risk uh, by the lying or the manipulation. Uh, so yeah, I wrote some down here because as you were talking. So what you're saying too is in that it's not loyalty if it's not a two way street. If I'm not mm. saying like if I have to lie for you, if you have to manipulate me to be loyal, but I'm just going to continue to uh, get the benefit of the relationship. That's not loyalty. If I'm exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty should be reciprocal. Yes. Yes. Oh man, this is this is awesome. So then that leads to uh, another question I have. So you said something to the effect of uh, kind of uh, burning ourselves out on loyalty, being being so loyal to someone else that it that it kind of hurts us. When does loyalty become obsession? Mm, <laughs> when does that? Yeah. When does that happen? Yeah. So, you know, clinically speaking, an obsession is going to be like a persistent thought, idea, some image or impulse that we experience that can be intrusive. It can be inappropriate. But the main thing is that this obsession is going to cause us significant anxiety, distress or discomfort. Mm -hmm. And so, again, when we start thinking about loyalty and loyalty to like a person or some other thing, the moment that me being loyal to you is causing me anxiety, distress, or discomfort. I'm having to go against my convictions. I'm being, you know, put in moral dilemmas, things like that. Then my loyalty is becoming an obsession if I say I got to do it anyway. Because the thing about like impulses and OCD and obsessions is that there's this impulse that I have that I can't seem to not do what I know I shouldn't be doing. And with loyalty, if I know that this goes against my belief system, if I know this is damaging to my spiritual and emotional well-being, but I choose to do it anyway out of my quote-unquote loyalty to you, I have become obsessive in my pursuit of remaining loyal. And that, again, is not just them manipulating them, but my own mind manipulating me into thinking mm-hmm. that I'm not a good person, I'm not loyal if I don't do this for them. Wow. So what do you see that that triggers this uh, type of activity on that yeah, side? Yeah. A lot of it begins with like people pleasing. And I know that's hard for a lot of us because we want to be liked, we want to be accepted. And so I think when we are so desperate to have connection, be it romantic connections or friendships or whatever, we want to be accepted in society. 
we say, I need to do whatever it takes to fit in. I need to do whatever it Mm -hmm. takes to be, you know, big on social media or invited to this event or whatever that may be. And so when someone is not secure in themselves, they will allow other people to define for them what loyalty should look like. But when you are secure enough in yourself, you're not looking for someone to validate whether you are a person of integrity or if you have a good character, because there's nobody on the face of the earth that should be able to tell you you're not loyal if you know who you are. Right. But I said in the, at the top of the podcast that if a person's character is devoid of certain qualities, they can't be loyal. Right. And so if you're not secure in who you are first, if you haven't developed your character fully, how can you be loyal to yourself, let alone anybody else? Wow. Wow. And see that lead. See, a lot of these uh, podcasts I do are kind of building on each other because we our father's uh, uh, day podcast that we had uh, yesterday morning. um, It was one of the things that came up was the identity piece. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that identity piece of not knowing who we are can uh, allow uh, and and I'm talking, but I'm asking a question because I'm asking the professional, right? Yeah. So you you can correct me. I'm I'm okay with that because I don't have my degrees in that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just talking from experience. So uh, yeah, um, is I found in my experience, I'll use myself that not knowing who I was, not knowing mm-hmm. who Joseph Moore was uh, at a young age, uh, caused me to kind of uh, want that that connection with friends so much so that I would push myself to the back burner. I would be so loyal, uh, so obsessed, so obsessed with them, you Mm -hmm. know, where uh, in high school, I wanted, they had this pair of shoes. I wanted to to have that pair of shoes. Right. Um, And they had this shirt. I wanted to, to have a shirt because I wanted, I longed for that, that friendship. And and the reason why I said the thing about uh, the piece earlier, uh, uh, what, well, the reason this captured my attention, the integrity piece, is because, um, you know, I didn't join a gang when I was young, but I was very close to it uh, because I wanted friendship. I wanted, yeah. you know, so they said, hey, do this. Um, uh, we had a thing in our school I remember one time it's just like go 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 right up and just hit a person, you know, yeah. to be a part of this friendship, to be a part of this uh group or this crowd, or just it was a game, uh, almost like an initiation. And, you know, it was the grace of God that I just didn't fall prey to that because I was so insecure myself and I wanted to be noticed by other people, uh, that I was gonna go through with this this type of ritual <laughs> to be yeah. somebody's friend and to be loyal. And and it hurt me as a kid because uh, they were like, hey, you know, man, you ain't, at, at that time, there's some old language uh, <laughs> that's going to predate some of y'all, some of y'all uh, zidials. Uh, I wasn't down. You know, you wasn't down, yeah. man. You, you you just ain't down, man. You just, uh, you're not real, man. You just, you know, uh, you one of them. And it was just a grace of God to be an outsider, but it really, it felt real bad because mm-hmm. I was, I was in my mind, using your word, obsessed, or we're using yeah. our word, obsessed with wanting to be like them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I found my identity, I found my lane, I found my passion. Uh, so I'm not, uh, I'm not loyal. I'm not loyal to the point that uh, it's obsession. Yeah. And um, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because it you really found what your limit was. You had to rec- recognize that. Okay, as much as I enjoy people and I like being social and things like that, I've got to get to know myself and to make sure that my loyalty does not cause me to dishonor me. Right? I have to be true to who Joseph is and who Joseph mm-hmm. was. So it's the same thing with anybody who's listening to this podcast. Loyalty does not mean that you dishonor yourself. And I think that's the biggest point to drive home because working on that identity, being secure in yourself is the way that you can give true honor and true loyalty. Right, right, right. So um, we, we use some of, as my, uh, my uh, mom would say, we use some, some, some words that are, that are uh, common to us, but to some, they may be some uh, that integrity and consistency um, they might be $10 words, as they say, yeah. to, to, to people that are listening. So in a very real world concept, what do you see as just pure loyalty in a relationship uh, between, between uh, two people? Yeah, I would say that it is, I'm going to show up for this person. I'm going to have their back. I'm going to hold them accountable. I'm not going to be questioned. Like if I, if I'm around a different group of people, if I'm in a different setting, I'm not going to speak ill of that person. Even if I know that my friend or my whomever has a a fault or a weak point, I'm not going to go and spread their business. Right. So Mm -hmm. loyalty and action looks like whatever you tell me, I'm going to maintain in confidence. Like if, you know, if there's a a fault or a weak spot, I'm going to maintain that, but I'm also going to hold you accountable. So I'm not going to just, you know, let you be out here doing whatever and me not tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth in love. And I'm going to be consistent. I'm not going to be your friend one day and not show up the next. But if there's an event, if there's a time that you need me, I'm consistent. You can count on me to be myself and to show up in that real way every time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you said uh, you count on me. And what was the last thing you said? To show up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show up. At, yeah, show up mm-hmm. as my authentic self every time. Okay. So. Now we know that we all have issues, and yeah. we, all of a lot of us have grown. Uh, you know, our upbringing is some has 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 shaped us, and we still have some things that we work through. And uh, to some that's listening, this might seem like a whole lot, <laughs> and they seem like, well, I'm just not gonna have no friends because because <laughs> I have, you know, I have uh, uh, problems, and I'm not a perfect person, mm-hmm. so. Uh, how do we work through us to remain uh, loyal to one mm. another? <laughs> yeah. I think you first have to look at yourself and do an assessment on whether or not you stay true to yourself personally, because mm-hmm. it's so easy sometimes to like project onto other people and to place expectations on other people. But ask yourself first, am I showing up for myself on mm. a consistent basis? Because there's one or two things that could happen. One, if I'm not showing up for myself consistently, I'm probably not going to be able to do that for somebody else long term. Or two, if I can show up for somebody else and not myself, I have some type of deeper issue that I need to work on because I'm probably doing this out of wanting to be accepted, out of wanting to please somebody as opposed to really being authentic. So Mm -hmm. do a little bit of a self-assessment first, evaluate how loyal you are to yourself. And then you really need to understand what your boundaries are, what your convictions are, because before you go and tell somebody, hey, I got your back, I'm going to be loyal to you, whatever, 
you need to make sure that y'all have similar convictions, similar pathways. Because yeah. what if I say, hey, being loyal to me means if I go murder someone, you cover it up. If that's not what Joe defines as loyalty, don't pledge me your loyalty. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you need to make sure. that's not what Joe defines as loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You have to make sure that the person that you're about to engage with, because loyalty is reciprocal. It's a two-way street. Before you decide that I'm going to give loyalty and then expect to receive loyalty, you need to make sure that y'all have the same convictions, the same boundaries, the same belief. Because otherwise, you're going to have somebody being unyoked somewhere. And then mm-hmm. when a person doesn't honor something, oh, man, you didn't have my back. You're not loyal. When mm-hmm. in reality, I was never down with that to begin with. Wow. Wow. So that's leading into a, another question that I have. I, I think you answered it. Uh, but maybe you can piggyback, piggyback off of what you just said uh, to, uh, you know, uh, to add more to this. Yeah. Um, how can so how can we build these healthy boundaries while remaining loyal? I think you answered it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love boundaries because they really are safe spaces that I can love myself and love another person. That's what boundaries are. Boundaries are not about keeping people out. It's not about saying. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. It's all about saying, hey, this is what I can do. This is the space that I can create where I can love you. I can love myself and I don't have to compromise my belief system. So when you understand what healthy boundaries are to begin with, then you have to say, okay, are my boundaries clear? Right. Joe just made it clear. I'm not down with murder. Right. He has to be clear on what his boundaries are. And when you can do that, then you say, all right, who can I? link up with if you're spiritual like who can i connect with in the spirit if it's physical who can i connect with in the natural that i say i can trust you enough to give Mm -hmm. and receive loyalty because we can't really have loyalty if there is no trust if i don't trust a person i I can't really say that i'm loyal to them or going to be loyal to them so part of creating those healthy boundaries while remaining loyal is making your boundaries clear figuring out who you can trust and then Mm -hmm. making sure that these are the confounds of my convictions that i can do consistently Right. It does no good to have boundaries if they're not clear and if they're not consistent, because otherwise people think, oh, well, she did it last time. She'll do it this time. No, you've got to mm-hmm. be consistent. Mm-hmm. You have to honor what you say you're going to do and stand on that. And, you know, you're helping me because I've actually uh, uh, started those that boundary thing was an issue. I'm being transparent it was an issue yeah. with me because I would just take on too much. Yeah. And it would make it would make me look like that I'm a flaky person. And it's not that I just mismanage my schedule. Yeah. But I'm saying, hey, I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. And I I have a you know, before friends and before anything else, I have a family. Yeah. I have to be loyal to. I have a wife, I have a uh I have kids, um, I have mother, I have brother, sister, and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, which leads me to a kind of a question to peek back off of that. Are there levels to loyalty? Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> this was a joke <laughs> I said online. Uh, so, well, somebody said it and I, I laughed and you're married. So, you know, this, Yeah. Uh, that if we check, if we say I'm going to check with my wife, I'm going to check with my <laughs> husband, that probably means yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably not going to do it. But honestly, I, I check because, uh, my family's first and yeah. my wife, because my mind is everywhere. My mm-hmm. wife does my schedule and it's like, Hey, um, you can't you can't do that because you have the kids this or you have that or 
you you going you going to speak for uh freedom <laughs> you remember yeah. that you are you going to do and so she will hold she will kind of hold me accountable so my question is is uh can i still be uh loyal but on different levels <laughs> i know that sounds yeah. like yeah but yeah take it away yeah absolutely because what you're talking about is priorities right yes and yes again before i can give somebody loyalty, I need to know where I stand in their life. And so kind of what you're alluding to is that for those of us who are married or who have families, that is probably going to be a number one priority for us as opposed to maybe a job or a friend or organization because family is first for a lot of us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the first thing you have to do is understand your priorities because I'm, pro I'm not Joe's top priority, right? Shawanda, his kids, they're his top priority. And right. so I don't expect Joe to say, oh, well, I told Gabrielle I'm going to do something, so I've got to be loyal to her while abandoning my first love or my first loyalty, my first priority. No, 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 no. Loyalty absolutely has levels, and it's according to your priorities, which is a great conversation to have when you're in relationships, friendships, you know, organizations, groups, things like that. Let them know what number priority they are. That way, they can know what level of loyalty to expect from you right. because – they should not expect a top priority loyalty from Joe if Joe don't have him as a top priority, you know? <laughs> right. And I think that is, so we're part of, you know, uh, for those who are, are not religious or those who are not spiritual, uh, who are not Christian, uh, you know, we, we work in church ministry and working with my pastor, uh, that's the we you you already answered the last question that I was going to ask about managing expectations of a relationship, uh, and so I work with uh, music and I work with our praise team, and that's the biggest issue of my pastor is gotcha. he does he is is when people make commitments and they overextend themselves, yeah. uh, and they're not faithful or loyal to their commitment because. Uh, you know, because either family or whatever, uh, but they, over, but it's basically just, they overextended themselves. And he's like, yeah. look, just, just tell me, tell me how, how faithful you can be to this music ministry or whatever. And I don't know how to adjust. And so what happens is, um, you work in ministry, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, you're working with an organization, let's use that for, you know, uh, tens of purposes and they're expecting you to be there or expecting mm -hmm. you to show up and you're not there and someone else has to cover for mm -hmm. you in that particular spot and so it does it it, it makes you or it makes let's use me it will make me look bad uh if i say i'm gonna work with uh uh the church and work with the praise team mm -hmm. and uh i said yeah i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there every two weeks like i said and mm -hmm. then i call and say you know hey i'm not gonna make it and i know we've we've had that <laughs> we've heard yeah. that a, a lot and you know my pastor he he hears that a lot working with this church our church organization um uh hey i'm not gonna make it or i'm not, and then either either he has to cover or someone has to cover mm -hmm. uh when it's just basically that person overextended themselves they love right. the church they love yeah. the organization uh but it's just the priorities they didn't mm -hmm. they didn't set the boundaries so we'll know uh, they didn't manage uh they didn't manage those expectations because we expected you to show up 
and you didn't. Is that uh, is that making sense? That sounds like something yeah. before. It does. It it makes perfect sense. And honestly, the best thing to do in that case is one for instead of getting upset with that person, like if that person were you, for example, mm-hmm. it would be to really sit down and say, "Hey, I see that you're having a hard time honoring this commitment. You're overextending yourself." Let's reevaluate. Let's course correct. Because mm-hmm. if you love a person enough to expect loyalty from them, when you see that they're struggling, when you see that they aren't able to meet that, you know, commitment, et cetera, have a conversation as to why and then adjust accordingly. Because like you're saying, it's not that they don't love that organization or even that service. Sometimes it just is a matter of priorities and overextension. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Good, good. Listen, I, I miss. I love all of this. This is this is so refreshing. Um, and so I have maybe. Let's see. I'm gonna do one last question. Okay. <laughs> um, so when? Well, two questions. It's a two parter. Part okay. one. When does? When do? When do you say? Uh, uh, me and you are friends, mm-hmm. and I'm consistently not showing up. I'm, yeah. I'm showing that I'm not really loyal. Uh, but so when do you say, what do you do? So when do you say, you know what, it's time to reevaluate mm-hmm. this friendship or this relationship or whatever it is. And uh, when do you say that? And then how do you proceed? Because, I, you know, I hear a lot of people say, my cutoff game is strong. <laughs> <laughs> they love the cutoff. They love the cutoff, cutoff, cutoff. So do you do that? How do you manage that? Just, just go yeah. for it if you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. So the first thing that I would do is that if you and I are friends and I notice that you're consistently not showing up, I'm going to first have a conversation and it's going to be honest. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to be very clear on, hey, you've done this. This is how it makes me feel. You know, is it your intention to you know, not show up for me as a friend like I'm showing up for you? After I have that conversation, I'm going to give room and time for correction, mm-hmm. right? So I give, we have a conversation. I give room for correction, meaning, okay, does Joe start to become consistent? Does he start to communicate with me better? If after that conversation and after that opportunity for correction, if nothing has changed, I can do one of two things. I can have another conversation and say, hey, I brought this issue to you before. I know you had a lot going on. You said that you were going to work on it. Since nothing has changed, I think we need to reevaluate here. I'm going to manage my expectations that I have of you. And I think we need to readjust the position that we have in each other's life. Mm-hmm. For some people, when they talk about, oh, my cutoff game is strong, there are some people who, who their personality, after that conversation, after that correction, they're done. They're like, look, she ain't <laughs> call, she ain't show up, I'm done. <laughs> and honestly, you know, that's that's a, everybody's personal decision. But I truly think that the standard needs to be have a conversation Give that person time to correct it. And then truthfully speaking, if they still don't make it a priority of theirs to make that commitment or to increase in their consistency, then yes, you have to understand that they're showing you the position you have in their life and you have to move accordingly. So I don't get mad at Joe if I'm not a priority in his life. Once I've had that conversation and he has not corrected it, that's my cue to say, okay, I'm not, we don't, we had different expectations of one one another. Let me adjust my own of him. That way I don't have to get hurt my feelings don't have to be overly involved. Right, right. Oh man, that is that is awesome. Especially the conversation piece and room mm. for uh correction. Um 
uh, if if I were, if I were not mistaken, I mean, I would say, uh, is this a therapist or is this, is this a preacher? Hey, <laughs> teaching the people, you know. But but uh, but this is great stuff. Uh, I think, especially that conversation piece. I, I think a lot of people go to the cutoff <laughs> before the conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> to to really uh, figure out, okay, what went wrong, what went wrong, and. Uh, then um, the part you said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. You've kind of showed me what what we are and what that relationship, what you know, what this mm -hmm. relationship is. So I need to adjust accordingly. Yeah. Um, and uh, another question with that. Okay. Now that that's done, and um, I'll give you an example. No, I'll give you an example after, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> but. Um, is there a way, okay, now I've come back and I said, hey, uh, Gabrielle, listen, I want to apologize to you and your husband, uh, Mr. Uh, Cypher Williams. I want to apologize to you all. I was, uh, you know, this was going on, that was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, is there room uh, for, I, I want to be friends with y'all again. I want to uh, uh, adjust this relationship to, to can, you know, is there room for a chance? How do we proceed now with that, mm. with reconciliation, yeah. if you will? Yeah. Reconciliation is always the ideal. That's kind of where we would like to be. Um, what you may have to do is say, okay, what does reconciliation look like? Because that doesn't mean that things have to go back to the way they were before or whatever that expectation was before. So if we need to be reconciled and we don't want this problem to happen again, let's say, okay, what should be the new boundaries of this relationship? What should be the new expectations? And so, for example, if somebody had a commitment to show up, you know, twice a month and they have been inconsistent with honoring that commitment, but they come tell us what's been going on and they want to reconcile. If nothing about their priorities or their busy schedule has changed, part of reconciliation may be, OK, well, instead of twice a month, maybe once a month or mm -hmm. once every other month. Right. Like we right. find a way to adjust so that they are taken care of and they're not overworked, overstressed, overcommitted, but we also are managing our expectations so we don't set ourselves up to be hurt again. And mm -hmm. honestly speaking, when there has been a breach of some type of loyalty or lack of commitment and consistency, don't put people right back in the same boat to make the same mistake. Start yes. small. Give them an opportunity to be consistent and to prove loyalty over a smaller thing. Like if we tried it this way and it didn't work, mm -hmm. let's take it back a little bit. Let's downsize. And if you can be consistent in this downsizing, then later on we can reevaluate if we need to give you more responsibility, commitment, access, et cetera. Oh, that's great. That is that is good. That is good. Yeah. So you're still, yeah, you're still leaving you're leaving room for uh, you know, uh, the relationship. And then it could be again that the level uh of the relationship has changed, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um that Maybe you're not in that uh, that inner circle, if you will, but you're still a part of of, of, course. of, of my life. Because uh, I'm I'm a big proponent. One of the things I wanted to to dis one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss this is I'm a big proponent of the reconciliation piece and yeah and uh, and again, this is a loyal to a fault part with me is I want everybody to get along. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I'm kind of understanding is everybody can get along, but it depends on how they get along. It, it's, yeah. There's a level to, you know, how we interact. 
Uh, Absolutely. If, you know, and um, I don't want to be the obsessive person. I don't want to be the person that's loyal to a fault uh, to, to, you know, kind of hold back on who I am to make sure that I get along with everybody the same way. Absolutely. And from what you what you have said is we we don't you know, there's loyalty, but we don't have to be loyal to this, you know, everyone the same way. Absolutely. And that's not being fake if I'm not if I'm here. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, because we in this generation and I, you know, that's why I want you to I wanted people to hear it in plain, clear, concise words that, you know, it's it's OK uh, to have levels to your relationships, correct? Absolutely. You need them. As long as you're in, in you know, moving with integrity. Yeah. And uh, be honest and, about it. Right. Right. So is there, uh, I, I hear my uh, virtual uh, coffee, <laughs> uh, coffee uh, machine or whatever coffee maker going off. Uh, so that, that means our time is coming to an end. Okay. Miss Williams, I, I appreciate uh, everything that you have said. This is some awesome stuff. I, you don't mind coming back if I invite you back, right? Listen, I would love to. <laughs> this cup of Joe is awesome. Best I've had. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Because there's some other things I, I would love to to get your insight on uh, and things of that nature. Do you have any any uh, last, any anything you want to close up with or, or? Anything you'd like to say? Sure. Uh -huh. I just, I really like that last piece that you said, because I think it sums up all of this. The way that you can avoid becoming obsessive about your loyalty or being loyal to a fault is understanding the levels to your relationship, uh, making sure that you have people who you understand are level one, two, three, and so on and so forth. And then just being clear about that. Because the main takeaway from, I think, today's conversation is that you've got to be honest with yourself. you got to be honest with others. And then move accordingly, make adjustments as necessary, because as life changes happen, as relationships form or dissolve, you're going to have to reevaluate. And someone is not disloyal. Someone is not fake if they have to make those adjustments to maintain integrity with themselves and other people. So give people grace. Understand that we're all trying to figure it out. Part of managing expectations is understanding that priorities matter. And just because you would want to be someone's top priority doesn't mean that you are entitled to it. So there are no entitlements with loyalty. It's about honest conversations and reciprocity. Awesome. There are no entitlements to loyalty. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a post and put it on <laughs> Facebook. That yes. is awesome. Miss Williams, Miss Gabrielle Williams, thank you. Thank you again for your time, for your insight and wisdom. And uh, to the people uh, that's tuned in, tune in to a couple of Joe podcasts uh, every Monday morning uh, at 8 a.m. Uh, to get some wisdom and some good conversation just like this from extraordinary people. Uh, I am Joseph Moore. I've been your host for the Cup of Joe podcast, and I will see you all later. <laughs>